source for New England short track racing. Welcome to the Turn 4 Podcast. Brought to you by the fine folks over at Fireside Beverage in Escutney, Vermont. You can find us each and every Tuesday on all major podcast platforms. Make sure to like us on Facebook at Turn 4 Podcast. And now, DJ and Zach, take it away. Welcome to episode eight. Tonight's guest is going to be David Greenslit. David, how are you, buddy? Good. How are you guys? Good. Zach? The champ is here. <laughs> <laughs> so we put a little trivia out on the Turn 4 Podcast Facebook page. You started racing Claremont in 2010, full-time, because that was corrected. Yeah, yeah. full-time. <laughs> that was corrected quickly. Um, you started, what, 06 or 07 up at Thunder Road? Uh, 2006. 2006. What did you race up there? Uh, four cylinders. I ran uh, my first ever car was a Ford Escort. Wow. Nice. Yeah. A little different yeah. than what you're running now. Yeah. And I uh, I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> was it the track or was it you? Uh, it was me. I had no clue what I was doing. I mean, I'd helped on a few Tiger cars here and there with Chip Grenier and uh, Fred Dezan and stuff, but I had no idea what Stagger was. Cam- camber. <laughs> just showed up. I just tried to wheel the thing. Yeah, that's right. not bad. Another hint that you need to get up to Thunder Road. He started at Thunder Road. Okay, <laughs> relaxed, everybody. I know. I'm going up the Thunder Road. Jesus. So I'll be the, I'll be the one I've met. I creep done some photos to pull it up for us announcing you do you have a mustang at one point yeah so uh halfway through my first year i destroyed that escort i mean i shortened it up a foot and a half on both ends jesus (laughs) man and uh so i bought a car off of tj ingerson uh one of his mustangs and we ran that one for the remainder of that season now the shortening up the wreck was that your fault or somebody else's uh Probably my fault. I mean, it was I was new to it. And <laughs> stuff happens so fast up there that you you can't miss them. <laughs> now, did you run all the way through the end of 2009 at Thunder Road and then make the jump to Claremont, or did you take uh, some time off? So I took a little bit of time off. I think I missed three or four races that year. Yeah. Um, and I sold my car to Marcus Farnham at, towards the end of 2009, and he ran that car. And last I knew, it was still running up there. Oh no, kidding. Yeah. And then you bought one of the flying tigers from thunder road yeah uh so i bought a car off of josh lovely a tiger car that he had run at claremont a few times and uh ran that one at claremont in for one race at the end of 2009 and then uh and then 2010 i went full-time so now 2010 in that street stock division that puts you with like ben was Kent racing that year, or Kent was uh, the following yeah, year? Yeah, no, Kent was racing that year. Uh, ben had already moved up okay. at that point. Um, Tarbell? I think Tara was running that yep. year, if I remember right. Uh, Caitlin Stone. There was, uh, there, there was quite a few of you yeah, guys that yeah, year. Yeah, there was a few of us, um, and it was fun. I mean, I'd only ever won two races before at Thunder Road, so I had no clue what. And then came down and rattled out. off six. And then, yeah, I won six races that first year, Rookie of the Year and Championship. And I mean, did you win the championship? Yeah, that year? yeah. Jesus, it man, was, uh, that was my first getting my feet wet in a rear wheel drive V eight car at that point. So, what yeah. made you swap? from thunder road down to claremont yeah uh so at that around that time i was i moved back down here and started working down this way and whatnot so uh that helped me kind of make the transition because thursday nights just weren't going to work for me it's at that a, point it's a tough haul from yeah. claremont to get out of work yeah. and make it up there <laughs> so now you win the championship in 2010 did you bring the same car back in 2011 yep just repainted right yep because it was re- yellow and green yeah. and then it was white and green yeah yeah and uh that year we uh we had a wicked point battle with 
Brian Tarbell that year. He ended up edging me out. Um, I think the last night I blew a blew a tire, and he probably would have had me covered anyways. He was he was flying that year. So yeah, I was gonna say, and I think I want to say 2011 was the year that I actually helped Kent because didn't you make some shows up at Canaan that year too? Or uh, was that the following year? I never had a chance to run Canaan. Oh no, because they wouldn't let the Tiger Car run up there. But because you had the jacket bolt or something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember all that drama from that year. Yeah. Um. So how many wins did you pick up in 2011? Do you remember? I think I had five that year. So you went from three wins at Thunder Road in three years to 11 in two years in that yeah, street side. Yeah, it was, uh, I guess the level of competition at Thunder Road is just crazy. And when you're talking, you have 30 cars on the track at once. It was, uh, I was going to say 30. Pretty yeah. Insa- insane, yeah. Jesus. Pretty much every division at Thunder Road for like the last 20 years has been upwards of 28 to 32 cars that yeah. start every you, week. You, oh. actu- you actually had to qualify in. I mean, there was a couple nights where I didn't even make a feature. I was going to say, so they must have been sending guys home on trailers oh yeah if you didn't qualify yeah yeah. oh man it's it's not out of the norm up there it's really not yeah jesus it's uh it's definitely i think it helped my career a lot running up there just the level that everybody races up there and whatnot and what they put into it is insane compared to a lot of other tracks around right wild yeah seriously it's because when parks was here he said he's not going to start more than 20 24 he said 24 for every division you're saying you got 30 cars weekly yeah i mean that was a four cylinders yeah it was there would be some nights there'd be 40 45 cars there Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. what was he starting? Thirty-two or thirty-four up there? I think for four cylinders, it was a uh, one. I think it was thirty-two because I remember I won in two thousand seven, my first career win. I had to start tail of the field the next event because that was one of his rules. Oh. It was one of Tom Curley's rules at that point. Right. And that's a long way through. Yeah, you're at the back looking and you're like, oh my god. What what track <laughs> is what track is Claremont bigger than Thunder Road or is Thunder Road bigger than Claremont? Uh, Thunder Road's only a quarter mile. Quarter Claremont's mile. So Claremont's a third. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say okay. I knew Claremont yeah. was a little bit bigger. So <laughs> Thunder Road is smaller and you're starting more cars? Oh yeah, yeah. It's cra- it was crazy. Dude. <laughs> and there's like the Wild West. And again, they're th- that track is you can't even get <laughs> the two tracks because you figure Claremont's got a little bit of banking but yeah. compared to Thunder Road Claremont might as well be flat yeah Thunder really? Road you stand at the top of the track and you look straight down really yeah so like we talk, I've never again I've never <laughs> been up there I get it but I have been to Monadnock mm-hmm. and I've gotten to walk around the track of Monadnock we talking like we talking that much banking like one and two banking really yeah in yeah. both ends at both ends yeah so so you must fly if you have a good line you must fly yeah, around that like track. with a four-cylinder you're just kind of like burping the throttle and you're yeah just you're rolling flying. it out yeah that's crazy yeah. so I, I know weasel touched on it a little bit about when they did the new pavement up there so that that first race that they did the new pavement up there the guys in the rescue truck actually had to go out and water the racetrack because the asphalt was starting to come up from the late models going around there because with the brand new asphalt yeah. they could basically flat foot it all the way around there Really? So we had to water it down, cool it down in between each heat race and everything else. It took a long time to get that night in. They were they were flying. I don't know if you were up there that night, but I was up there, I think, the next week or the week after. I was up there pretty quick after they got it repaved, and it was fast. So last year was the first time I'd actually been up since they paved it and put in the walls and stuff. And it's still pretty. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
I brought a car up that... Um, oh, that's right. You raced up there, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, so that was the first time I'd raced there since 2009. Since the repave. Yeah. yeah or so, really anything. Yep. We, we brought Whoa. up one of uh, a car we'd bought off of Jimmy Renfrew and uh, raced okay. that one up there last year with the Honey Badger Series, and it is fast. I was going to say, <laughs> probably, I mean, again, you went from a four-cylinder to a street yeah. stock, so the speed's going to pick up anyways, but yeah. yeah, I bet it's, were you flat foot? No, no. You did have to still yeah, brake and stuff? Yeah. How, I'm, I'm always interested to know, like, driving style-wise, again, I don't know if you've listened to any of the episodes, never driven a car before in my <laughs> life. At Claremont, I was told when you enter into one, it almost like, because it's like almost D-shaped, I guess, it's like once you hit that apex of the turn, it's just, it throws you out of two, yeah. I guess. Yeah, you pretty much have to grab another handful of wheel when you get to the center and turn the car again. So what's, <laughs> what is, so I guess I'm just kind of like prefacing this question, but what is the hardest track to drive that you've driven? I honestly think Claremont's the hardest track I've really? driven. Just for the fact that you're racing two ends of the track. Not only you're racing your competitors you're also racing the track so one and two are drastically different than three and four correct so in like how how so now explain it to me so, so like i'm an infant <laughs> <laughs> so one and two is almost like a hairpin okay so you you pretty much you drive to the center and i mean you got to wait for the car to rotate and get through the center uh where three and four is kind of more of a gradual corner so okay you, so you can get through that corner a little easier so you're reefing on the wheel then in one and two. Yeah. What it I mean, if you can get your car to really hook up and rotate, it's not as bad as what you think. But when people first go to the track, they're like, I have no clue how to drive this place. So there's a technique to it then. Oh, yeah, for sure. What's the technique? You're going you're gonna to disclose <laughs> yeah, that? You can't no? disclose that part. Yeah, I can't give away all the that. Okay, all right. That's fair enough. That's and, fair enough. And the worst part about Claremont is you can be good in one and two, and you can be god-awful in three yeah. and four. <laughs> the best thing you can do is get out there behind somebody like Weasel or somebody like that and that learn, learn how, is he, how he gets around the track. I mean, he's yeah. one of the best ones to race that place. That's true. That's fair. So that was 2010, 2011. You had, again, the street stock, basically. Um chassis both years correct correct then 2012 you jumped to the modified yeah 2012 we decided yes. to take the leap into a modified yeah <laughs> uh so claremont or did you run yep. it, Cl- yeah, that claremont? was at claremont uh we purchased that car off of rick cluth over in new york it was one of his house cars uh two quick chassis yeah and uh ran that one at claremont it was a huge learning curve i was gonna say <laughs> was um, that the lime green one like the super lime green one uh no so the first year it was black oh, okay yep Right. Yeah, black with green numbers and then the mm-hmm. second year you had it was that lime green yeah, yeah. paint job on yeah. it i remember the super lime green yeah, rolling out there yeah, it was uh full neon green yeah it looks yeah. slick too, yeah because nobody else was running yeah. neon green probably anything. still one of the best looking cars if not the best looking car i've ever had it was it looked pretty sick yeah so that first year in a mod was it just claremont or did you run a couple of races up at canaan that first year uh so i ran practices that year at Canaan towards the end of the year because Claremont was talking about shutting down and uh, Canaan was adding the division. So that's we ran a couple open practices at the end of the year up at Canaan just to kind of get a feel for that place yep. before we went up there. Now, did you pick up any wins that first year in that mod? With, with no, I had, a, I had a couple top threes in it, but no wins. Which, yeah. again, for being that big of a jump, probably yeah, felt like a win some nights. <laughs> Racing against people like uh, Fellows and Mike Willis and those guys, it was, uh, it was definitely a learning curve, and you learn a lot from those guys 
in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. Another guy that's probably forgotten more laps than some guys will ever run. Yeah. But So then, so again, that was 2012, 2013, you ran Canaan then must be because, again, yeah. I think they'd shut yep. down basically. Yeah, so we'd run, we ran Canaan that year and uh, we had a decent year, knocked off a bunch of podiums and stuff. It was, uh, it was a wake up because of the tire bill on the modified. I think I spent over five grand that year just in tires. I was going to say, what's the cost of running a mod compared to what you're running now is it tr- like drastic drastic oh yeah for sure i mean your tires are 50 60 dollars more <laughs> Ooh, geez. per tire per tire yeah, not, not yeah. Tire. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. we're not talking per set <laughs> yeah. yikes man yeah so, um yeah it uh it adds up in a hurry and then i mean if you touch anything with a modified it's thousand fifteen hundred dollars on the corner right just to fix it so i was gonna say did you did you wreck the mod at all oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so we'll get into that so did you wreck it at claremont not real bad at claremont never got into the wall i had somebody on top of the air cleaner one night that's eh, that's still bad enough Wait, yeah. still a car or are we talking peter Jarvis on top of it <laughs> no, no just it, a car it was a car <laughs> okay 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 all right and then canaan did you did you yeah i uh i that was probably one of my hardest wrecks i've ever had was that canaan i uh I got turned going for second, or it might even been the lead. And who turned you? Uh, I, I'm not gonna get it. Oh come on! <laughs> okay. Uh, right. Anyways, it uh, it ripped the rear end out of the car and ripped the rear mount right out of the frame. Jesus! Yikes! Yeah, yeah. I had Josh Bruso helping me at that point, and it was a long week that next week getting that thing together. I bet. Man, Yikes! I thought he'd give it up. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> That's all right, though. Um, so you ran that all the rest of the season. Was it? Did you run it again in fourteen, or were you out of it at that point? No, I ended up selling it at the end of that year, and uh, that's when we purchased uh, the car off of Terra. Okay, yeah, and ran that car, and that was at Claremont, correct? Or would you no. run one year up at Canaan with that? Right? No, um, I ran a couple races at Canaan with it, but that was it. Yeah, and then we went to kind of bounced around in fourteen between Monadnock and Claremont, okay. and. Uh, so we went. We were planning on running Claremont the full year. Went down to Monadnock opening day because Claremont hadn't started and completely dusted the field. <laughs> we found a new home. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was my first time ever racing there. As a kid, I grew up going to Monadnock and Claremont, and yeah. loved loved both tracks. So it, uh, I loved it down there. We went back to Claremont. There wasn't as big a car counts at Claremont yeah. that year, so we had decided to go down where we were going to race against fourteen, sixteen cars at Monadnock weekly. So. Right. How does it feel, like in all honesty, how does it feel going to a Monadnock that you've seen hundreds of times prior to obviously driving down there, but rolling in, rolling off the trailer and literally just dusting the field and winning? Is, is I mean, I'm sure it's obviously a confidence booster, but does that did that make you want to just continue to go down there as much as you possibly could? Yeah, I mean, it, it was fun because I would just wait for everybody to get to the bottom and I would just roll around the outside. <laughs> Drive where they're yeah. not. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it helped their division down there, though, because by the end of the year the division got really really competitive i mean there was there were people that were flying down there that's not a bad deal yeah yeah and i think we won seven or eight races that year down there down there did yeah. you win any up at claremont that year too i think i won no no i didn't win any up there i think brian town pretty much wiped the field up there <laughs> D- that year. dusted them up <laughs> <Yeah>. here <laughs> all right that's fair so that was 14 15 Fif- same car yeah 15 same car um i went down to monadnock and raced the full season down there that year yeah chase championship yep yeah, yep yeah. and uh ended up knocking that off me and marshall usher had a really good battle down there that year yeah we uh it, it came down to him breaking a transmission at the end of the year oh. for, for me to 
seal it up but uh it, it was uh it was fun 14 we missed one points race and we were only lost championship i think by eight or eight points jesus Ooh. yeah <laughs> and then you come back run the full season yeah. and still miss it just or you want it by want a little it, bit yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's a little bit of yeah. a vindication for that um so 2016 still the same car or no new one? i ended up selling it at the end of that year and i took 2016 off off completely yeah i didn't race at all i was gonna say there's a gap in time where yeah. you take it off and you you're working at claremont right yeah, at some yeah. point I, I was working doing helping out with the race directing and helping out with uh spotting in the corners and whatnot right, right. that's right yeah. okay track yeah so right. then 17 you started the same way and then yeah, hopped into that car correct so i started the same way in seven yeah seven, yeah 17 yeah yep. brian town approached me about driving a car he wanted to buy and whatnot so we went and bought it was chris wilkes old super street <laughs> yeah which was a it was a, it's a camaro and it was stout yeah it, when it, it was fast yeah it was wicked fast but we found some stuff on that stuff like bars that were only welded halfway and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we didn't find those until 18 but yeah 17 that car was fast i think we got like four or five wins with that car brian i had to go out to my in-laws that year for a week and brian raced the tour race and like completely killed the field like jesus he started last and i think he won by half a track i was gonna say <laughs> i remember that because i think that first actually you did you ever end up painting it in 17 or did you just no. literally leave the wilk yeah. <laughs> the wilk special on there I had the right number on it 20 on it <laughs> it was good to go but, but was, that was the year townie and his dad and you you it was like three car it was like a three that car was 18 like, oh okay yeah, right. yeah, i was, was gonna say that was the following year yeah, yeah. Oh, okay because again because townie had his you had yours yep. again i think i think we discussed this was that the year weasel took some time off and didn't race every week was 17 uh, i think so. he started to come back yeah, into it and took yeah, a little bit of time remember. off yeah i have no idea because again that was yeah. still but you guys still had a pretty decent car count i felt like that yeah, year, yeah right we had a good car count that year and i mean it was fun and then when was 18 when uh we had the three cars that was a i was lot. gonna say we'll dive into that a, we'll we'll dive into that a little bit more so you so you guys as a team had three cars to start the year in yeah. 2018 right. correct yeah. yeah you had randy brian and you yeah. kind of all out of the same stable yeah you had weasel you had tetra was there right for yeah. the full season i'm trying to remember who else really drove the entire season there was a bunch of guys that made a ton of races but i think tyler janovsky i think was, was there, there. yeah yep. who's back this year right yeah yeah okay yeah because yeah, he's what that he was the white and orange car right yep yeah yep. all right i think what what did they call him the polish prince or something yep. like that yeah. all right yeah. something see? like that yeah that see that's a nickname that's <laughs> well, a good nickname. that one's an easy one too yeah. so <laughs> that's very true so you guys went out and again i know like you just said it was between you townie and weasel is what the championship basically yeah. ended up coming down to when you guys fired out of the box in 18 were you and brian chasing points or were you guys just going to make races to start with uh, we were just going to make races i mean we thought brian probably had a good shot at winning the championship i was still in that older car which we revamped the whole thing but it was always lacking a tenth or two yeah on right. what weasel and brian could turn yeah um but i mean and then we got started getting through the season and brian was leading or second in points to weasel the whole season and whatnot and uh I spent a lot of hours in the shop working on his car and not so many working on mine. <laughs> right. <laughs> but when Well I was gonna I was gonna say like with three cars there's only there's only 24 hours in a day. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. You got to allocate accordingly. So probably the best thing that happened that year was 
uh, when Randy blew the motor in his right. car. Right. So, oh, I forgot so about we, that. Yeah, we ended up parking that car. Yeah, because so. that was a metric car, right? Yeah. Yep. So then we could actually focus on the other cars. Hey, yeah. Okay. I, I completely forgot I, about that. No, I remember, I was going to say, I knew it was a mechanical issue, which basically forced Randy to the sidelines. Yeah. yeah. And then they were able to just focus on the two cars at mm-hmm. that point. So again, obviously you can't answer it for that year, but at what point do you does like this, the flip just switch? And all of a sudden now, all of a sudden, okay, now we're points racing instead of just showing up to the racetrack every week. Uh, is it a June, July type of thing, or is it even later than that? So, yeah, it was probably, like, later than July, probably early August yeah. when we actually started racing for points and whatnot that year. And, I mean, they Brian and uh, Chris had one heck of a race that year. I was going to say, in... Not that you... I, how many points did you lose it by that year? I know they were like, uh, what, one point, two points, something yeah, like that? I was out of it a ways. I think were you? Lenny Silver was ahead of me and stuff okay. that year, so yeah. Because again, I know you pretty much went, if anybody went and watched that street stock division that year, it was you... It was Chris and it was Brian, and you pretty much guaranteed that one of the three was going to win. I know I'm sure some other guys probably got a win in there, yeah. here and there, yeah. but as far as weekly went, it was okay. It's going to be yeah. one of those three that, cars. That was, that was the year that like the division started taking off again at Claremont, I yeah. feel, because there was a lot of really good drivers in that division that had a lot of talent and again <laughs> it was probably what 18 races 20 races something yeah. like that and i know weasel rattled off 11 i think you yeah. got what two or three that year yeah two or three and brian got three or four yeah i think too yeah but it was never i feel like that year it was never a runaway no like oh, it no. wasn't you dusted them by half a track or brian dusted them by half a track it was like you guys were beating each other's I doors mean, off arguably that was the class to watch that year you Absolutely. know what i mean like as yeah. far as like close racing mm-hmm. goes that was the class to watch that year yeah i mean they didn't we didn't have 20 cars like the super streets did that year but we had really good race exactly which is i guess is what i'm trying yeah. to say it's like it may have only been 14 cars but it was mm-hmm. fantastic the entire race yeah it wasn't like wasn't a snooze fest you can say it fest. i mean wasn't this some of those other races we, we don't have a PR deal yet yeah that's, that's very true some of those other races are kind of snooze fest and it gets kind of boring but that class that year was fantastic to yeah. watch I loved watching it and again you hate to say it too though some of those races may have been a snooze fest up front but if you knew where some of the battles were going on throughout the field yeah. it's not bad but you that's know true. your general fan is mm-hmm. going to watch who's in the lead who's second and if that's not entertaining yeah. them they're not going to come back yeah very true so again we we all kind of know how that year plays out. Towny ends up winning it by one or two points. Yep. Um, was that the last year for heat race points? I believe it was. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, to bring up a little bit of controversy yeah. there, I think that was the last year of the heat race points. How do you feel about heat race points? I, I mean, if they started them at the beginning of the year, you know how it is. But I honestly don't think that heat race points should be there. Just do you my think opinion. It's, do you think it's like, so again, I'm a f- speaking strictly from a fan perspective. I think it's a waste of money. To yeah. be fair, it's like you're already spending so much money to go and race. Mm-hmm. Why are we, I remember when I was helping Bucky, we had a guy named Steve who was like half the car. He called them pretty boy features. Just pointless features. Mm-hmm. Just going out and you're essentially burning money. Yeah. You, you are, you are you when if, you are when everybody's qualified, but the heat races yeah. serve a purpose when there's 35 guys there, and that's how you get your I way mean, in. I get that, but do you think that there's a better way as opposed to heat races? No, I like heat races. Really? Because time trials if suck. You're, if you're going to do time trials, then all the fast guys are just going to start up front, and it's 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 a snooze fest to watch. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I'm going to pick on Parks here for a second. Oh, boy. There is nothing worse <laughs> than watching the granite state pro stocks do time trials see i i disagree 
I disagree. When I'm when I'm watching a tour like that, I want to know who's the fastest. And sometimes at Claremont, you don't always... Practice speeds. Maybe, but is Aaron Fellows really going out there and blistering like his tires off in practice? Yeah, he's putting mod tires on to scare everybody. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> man. <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of like to know who's who's the fastest because not every time... It's like the fastest car doesn't always win because the track's so small. And again, I'll be honest. I think the time trial itself is boring, but I do like how that's how he sets up his heat races is the fastest guy starts on the pole for heat race one the second fastest is heat race two i do enjoy that because again it gives somebody that's maybe not a good time trialer the chance to start up front because he's fast or vice versa and work their way through but as far as a fan i just i feel like it's a waste i'm willing to waste 15 minutes of my time as opposed to how how much money do you think you spend on heat just straight up heat races a couple gallons of fuel and so it's not that much no no 15 bucks okay, 20 well, bucks maximum yeah. maybe i just have a it, very skewed and it's a good shake down to your car in traffic and whatnot too so in traffic and let's say yeah. let's say uh, that's fair let's say you break a transmission that. during your practice the first time you're out there do you really want it to be a time trial where it's going to set whether you get into the show or not to flip on that though you go out for a heat race and you absolutely destroy your car it, it could in happen a in a race. time trial yeah. too i've seen it happen i mean i i've seen it happen i guess i don't know we can move on i, yeah. I <laughs> I just wanted to know, like, obviously, I have my way of thinking, but as a driver, yeah. you like he races. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know anything different, really, so... I- that's fair. <laughs> uh, hey. That's how we. That's how everything happens up here in the Northeast. So it's a, if and it again, ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. I, I hate yeah, to say fair. it because this episode's going to come out on Tuesday, so it'll be after this weekend's race. But you look at Bristol this weekend; they're doing heat races for the dirt race. Well, that's because they got ra- yeah, but that's because no. they got rained out so much. No, the heat races at Bristol were always supposed to be heat races. There was no time trialing for the dirt track. It was really? always they drew pills yep. yesterday morning, yeah, Thursday morning. Yeah, they drew pills for your starting and your heat races for that. Yeah, and they're going to basically do a act style where it's a plus minus there's no there's no actual minus but they're doing passing points in the heat race so if a guy starts 12th finishes second he gets a plus 10 am i gonna have to watch a nascar race is that what you're saying i mean if you're gonna watch one this year this is probably the weekend to watch okay i was just watching some of practice i was gonna say practice was pretty sick yeah how do those cars look on dirt uh they look good yeah really yeah are they turning like a dirt car yeah not as much not as much but yeah i mean mean, they're getting them sideways i was gonna say a few teams some of the top dollar teams are definitely getting them a lot more sideways than other teams are but right okay well i'll have to watch i don't normally watch nascar (laughs) races but (laughs) i don't blame you there yeah so then we move on to 2019 you were in townie's championship car in 2019 so i ended up purchasing that car from brian in 2019 yep um and then we did a lot of work to it yeah hung a new new ar body on it and put a new crate motor in it so it did a lot of work oh, to yeah. it yeah so <laughs> yeah. as much as everybody said you were driving basically townie's car and townie's setup you guys had quite a bit yeah. of work into it me and brian have a lot different setup i like my car a lot tighter than he likes his and yeah it i had to change quite a bit of stuff but the chassis itself i mean we built that car on jack stands in his garage anyways so yeah it, it was it's a good car i mean i had drew davis come on that year to help me out and he was huge i mean he He's very meticulous on 
Yeah, because he had gotten hauled down at the racetrack from yeah. the year prior, right? Yep. Didn't yep. he drive at one point? Yep. I vaguely yep. remember. A couple times, actually. He ran at Canaan for a few years. Ran it, was like a yellow, it was like a yellow car. Yep. So right? he, yeah, got but so like, my memory, baby. Like David was just saying, so he drove at Canaan actually well prior to that, mm-hmm. probably 06, 07, 08, somewhere around that area. Okay. Stopped, got back into a super street in that 17? 16, 17, yeah, 18, 18. I think it was actually 18 that he drove. So maybe he was done with the track in 17. Then he drove that yellow 22. Yeah, and he got that's in, what it was, 22. Then he got in trouble for the number placement yeah. there. He made a rule. They had the Drew Davis rule. Yeah. What's what? what? Well, he had the numbers on the rear quarter panels, and they didn't really care for that. They want it. On the door. On the door. It's, it, yeah. yeah. So in, put, in, put it on the quarter panel? Yeah. I believe in the rule book now, it actually says it has to be on the door. Yeah. The door, that's, the roof. Hold on. Expl- why? What's, I, like, I get uh, you could open up a whole can of worms yeah. so go ahead back then i think it was they were hand scoring still they didn't have race monitor or any of those oh so it was harder on the scores to actually see the number at that got point. you if you ever want right, to see a good battle about that conversation pop up on twitter and put quarter panel numbers and you could see probably hundreds of thousands of tweets but just about quarter panel yeah. numbers yep. about moving this the number. is a hot topic yeah. about moving the number so I, I know somebody just got in trouble down at staff <laughs> for trying to put them on the quarter panels of a modified so hold on uh, why is that such a big deal oh well i get i get but like you're saying now that you have race monitors yeah. is it that big of a deal uh, i don't know probably not as much yeah. anymore a lot of the old time track owners and stuff just like stuff to look they can't let it go if it ain't broke don't yeah. fix it yeah. so okay. like right. nascar last year for their all-star race moved just all they did they didn't move it to the quarter panel they just slid it all the way back to the tire basically so it was all the way back on the door instead of being centered up underneath the window and people on twitter went nuts you can't do that it looks awful it shouldn't be there it's supposed to be centered in the door and there's i kid you not hundreds of thousands of tweets i mean <clears throat> to be fair people were looking at numbers then that entire time yeah they were also looking at that sponsor that was right in front of the number exactly the they, were, they were complaining yeah about them. <laughs> you can't get better because because basically that's what happened so like uh, the one i remember off the top of my head was chase elliott because chase they basically the back side of that nine was right against the wheel well and then napa was was filling up the entire door and they showed that car probably a hundred times mm-hmm. during the all-star race of just talking about the number sounds like napa got their money and worth. napa got their money's worth a hundred percent can you do that at claremont no you, you could probably slide it back you could slide it back yep. yeah yeah hey there's a thought yeah <laughs> and then it sets you, you apart so then i think one he got in trouble for that and then drew also got in trouble because i think he wanted to use roman numerals and they told me they wasn't roman yeah he had i believe he had the concept up on his uh facebook page and then the track oh. basically called him and was like yeah that's not that's gonna happen not either gonna yo that would be the <laughs> funniest thing ever Seriously, that's awesome. When when racing starts, you walk up to Drew and ask him, and he'll tell you he had a plan to put Roman. Drew, numerals. you don't know me, but I'm going to be the guy asking you about Roman numerals and how that even came into your head. That's awesome. Anyways, I digress. So you had so again, so 2019, Drew comes on. You had a pretty successful year that year too, right? Four or five wins at least. Yeah. So that year we ended up going down to Monadnock opening day and winning down there. Yeah and we told ourselves well as long as we're leading the points down there we're just going to keep racing yeah so we ran there and we ran claremont back-to-back nights friday nights and saturday nights god it's got to be grueling with the same car and it was grueling (laughs) so we that was the year me and weasel battled hard at claremont yep i had like a 14 or 16 point lead with 
two races to go and i blew the whole drivetrain out of my car Oof. like completely demolished it with like five laps to go Yikes. weasel went on to win i went over congratulated him in victory lane and he offered his car for me to run the next day at monadnock really so the i mean i i owe a lot to those guys <laughs> the villain the <laughs> villain the yeah. villain literally yeah. just goes hey if you need a ride for tomorrow yeah take my car yeah so he gave me his car to run the next day at monadnock him and larry came down helped me turn wrenches on it how'd it go uh it was fast i just wasn't 100 percent used to the metric car at that point yeah right. and especially down there but i mean it got me through the night and it kept my point lead so that was the big thing i can't give enough thanks to those guys without them i wouldn't want it <laughs> they've helped me a lot over the years heart of gold that yeah. kid had don't tell anybody though <laughs> ruin his rep back when i had tara's car in 26 15 15 yep that was a larry car lightning chassis really yeah and they helped me a ton back then too yeah so yeah those guys i owe a lot to them <laughs> but uh yeah so we went down and we kept the point lead down there that night and we ended up winning a championship that year at claremont and at Manhattan. i was gonna say i thought you won both yeah, <laughs> that year i think as well. i won eight races that year down there down well, in uh, actually between the two tracks between the two tracks yeah. you won eight races yeah. and yeah let's let's me and you let's have a little conversation right now. <laughs> you go you go back to back right claremont and Manatnock. you win championships at both yeah do you walk around a little bit taller are you like uh, the, the double champ does whatever he wants no i mean <laughs> conor mcgregor <laughs> anyone that actually knows me and stuff i mean i'm i'm pretty down to earth or i feel i'm down to earth i don't i'll help anybody at the track all they have to do is ask i mean you come in and ask me i'll i mean i may not give you every secret i have but yeah I'm going to get you in the ballpark and help you out. So you're not like, yo, I'm a double champ. It, it's it's racing. I mean, it's next year I could not win one race. <laughs> as quick that's as you get true. as quick as you get put up on there, you could be knocked right back that's down. Very true. It's happened to a lot of people, I feel. And then, the, f I mean, last year. Yeah, last year was just, I, I thought 2019 was like a dream season. I right. Mean, who's ever not very many people have won two championships in the same year yeah, that's I mean, what i'm saying yeah <laughs> so yeah last year was just like unbelievable i mean we got started late because of the whole covid thing right and we won the first non-points race at claremont and against some wicked stout cars i was gonna say that that field that night was like max Oliver. yeah i was gonna guys. say um heavy hitters yeah i mean me and chris buffone had one heck of a race until he got walled that race right that was that because was that was the f the first that was that like was the televised night the the televised night but it was the first time a track in, in that was new, yeah, ran. New, new hampshire yeah. or new england, in new england whatever, really whatever actually yeah because i remember watching it and being like there are so many cars there oh yeah it was crazy it was crazy but as far as like so many cars and so many stout cars yeah. that i've seen at different tracks mm -hmm. they've all seemed to flock to clam because it's one night everybody wanted to race yeah. <laughs> it was a well, long winter yeah when you we got put off for yeah 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 because i had had my car ready and we were headed to the car show for parks down in springfield mass and we were just about to get off the exit and he called me and they canceled it because of the whole COVID thing oh <laughs> yikes so you just turn around and just head home yep god man i can't even last year was yeah it's ridiculous so, so we won that first night there and then uh we just i mean we didn't look back from there we planned on just running claremont and the belt stuff and yeah. whatnot and then probably three quarters of the way through the year, we were looking and we're like, eh, we're like top five in national points here. Maybe we got some sort of shot at getting this. So we started running, looking at the tracks that we're running and seeing what cars 
which tracks had the most car count. So hold on, pause. The national championship, because I needed somebody to explain this to me because I didn't really understand. The championship at the track is different than the national championship. Correct. How does the national championship work? Like So so it's all depends on how many cars you have in the field up to 16, 16. I believe. 16 is what they did for COVID rules. So can so my question is can anybody at any track win a national championship yep. or is it hypothetically a, yes. So at any track in the United States as long as they're a NASCAR sanctioned racetrack. And there's some I think believe there's some tracks in Canada too that are in that. Really? Yeah. So so and, and they're tiered like division one like at claremont's modifieds okay we're division two okay the weight models are actually division three wow okay did yeah. not know that yeah so how do you go about winning a national championship you just have to be very consistent <laughs> like if you start 10th or worse and you can win you get bonus points you start fifth or worse you get a certain amount of bonus points full fields you get full points so at some point do you play the strategy game of like i don't go out there and win a heat race i try to start from the back knowing so you can pass other cars so i would have like i mean i'd have a three race handicap so i'd be starting. what does that mean so so <laughs> sorry so like claremont does a three race handicap your last three three races are if you have a lowest lower number you'll start further back than if you finish in the back every week and you have a higher number Okay. All right. That. But you still have to hit a qualified spot in your heat race in order to get your handicap. So it's much harder to win a national championship than people think. Yes. Okay. So my next question is, you can go and drive at any NASCAR sanctioned track and get those points? Correct. It doesn't have to be at one track? Correct. The thing that helps out with what we have right now is we have the four tracks working together for the NASTRA. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the divisions pretty much line up for those ones. Okay. So street stocks are Division Two across the board at every track. And theoretically, you can take your car and go to any of those tracks. Any of those tracks. And, and, and the points count the same. So, so, so like the belt races when we're having 20-plus cars, right. those ones help. I mean, I won at Hudson and I won at Monadnock, the belt races. So those oh. those ones are huge. Fair point. Didn't did not think about that. Okay. How, so at what point? I know you said a little bit earlier. Like at what point were you like, hey, this is actually a legitimate thing, and then you turn it on? Like at what point in the year does that? So happen? that was probably July and August. Okay. We're like, yeah, we're pretty close to this. We we could possibly do it. So then we started looking, and Hudson had the biggest car count. So we decided to just start racing the end of the year at Hudson. Okay. And we rattled off a few wins down there. That's when we ended up buying the second car off of Renfrews. Okay. And running that car a little bit just because the primary car, we didn't want to wreck it. It was really good at Claremont and whatnot. Right. So we ran that one down there. And then I think the last race at Hudson, we decided we were going to bring the primary car. We're like, we got to win. We got to start 10th and we got to win. Right. This is going to be our shot. So we went down and we, we ended up winning that race. So then we came back and we're out of the points a little bit at Claremont. I think Jared Weston was leading at that point and they both had like one less race because they count your top 16 races for the year and it's all off the point, whole point system and whatnot. Right. I still don't 100% get how it yeah, works. Hey, but <laughs> gotcha. Um, so we go back to Claremont and Mike had a race, special race for the street stocks for NASCAR points for that Saturday and he ended up calling up 
um, Adam Gray and those guys and a few other ones and they're like hey we got this special race for you guys for Division 2 if you guys want to come up and race so th- those are guys like down, down south Ad- or the Adam Gray was at a Stafford he yeah. ran a late model okay. out of Stafford yeah okay yeah so three of the top four in the country were at that last race in the country in the country yeah it was you Weston yeah and Adam, Adam. Gray. Yeah. yeah they're all New England guys or? no Weston's at uh, Iowa Ohio. You got a guy that came to Claremont from that Iowa. That was the one that ran. Um, he, he ran Weasel's. He's, he ran Weasel's backup car there. Yeah. Whoa. So that was yeah. when Weasel so said last week. So that's how much a national championship means to you guys. Oh yeah. A guy from Iowa and comes to New Hampshire <laughs> to drive a car. Yeah. And to set the work, set it straight, Division Two pays zero dollars to win the national championship. Really? Yeah. Hold on, hold on. You got zero dollars. <laughs> yeah, correct. For winning a national championship, you got zero dollars. Correct. I'm a little lost now. Why <laughs> Why are we running for national championships if they don't pay? Just for the lure of national championship? Yeah, I mean, Division One pays like 25 or 30 grand. Hold on. Did <laughs> Tier 1 pays 30 grand modifieds. That, like, I get that. Yeah, it wasn't a modified guy that won it. It was a late model. It was a late model. Josh Barry, who runs for uh, Junior Motorsports' late model team, yeah. is who won the Division One national hold title on, last you're year. scrambling my brain now because I thought that tier one was mod. It, hold on. It, it is in New England. You got to remember them boys down south, they run super late models and late models down there. Okay. A- every track, you can tier it how you want and put whatever division where you want. Oh, so, so it's like, not yeah. clear cut. No. no. Hell, if, if uh, the best racing, believe it or not, if the best racing of, at, at any track was their four-cylinder division, that could be a tier one gotcha. whatever. So tier one gets paid 30 grand to win. I believe that's what Roughly. It is. Yeah, yeah. Tier two gets zero dollars correct he got a trophy yeah yeah that's cool <laughs> i got like a 30 pound big stainless <laughs> or silver cup <laughs> with no money in it with though. no money in it but they gave me all sorts of good cool stuff like yeti coolers and all sorts of stuff but we can yeah. get those on amazon yeah. <laughs> and he, he got an inter- he got an interview with kyle ricky yeah i say kyle Rick- oh i did see that yeah. that's pretty that's pretty sick yeah and I had a bunch of articles and stuff from on like NASCAR Roots page and stuff like that. So, yeah. which I guess is a good prelude to my next question is like, what is what's the goal for your career? Is it to try to move up as quick as you like? Now, if you're running for national championships, I don't know. Are you trying to get another ride to to move up? Are you trying to? I, I this is what I'm doing. I mean, I I don't plan on really going anywhere racing. It's just what we do for fun. Get a bunch of guys together and my team knows if we aren't having fun we're not gonna race really so yeah yeah we just got to show up every week and just have fun and winning is always fun (laughs) winning cures a lot that's wild i mean like last year i had more fun when like ricky bly would show up or brian roby or uh tatro even uh chris buffone i mean the list goes on jimmy renfrew buffone wait that was the guy that weasel had the little mix up with right lightning Remember? Oh he, yeah, he Larry, said a, he said us straight. It was it, it was, was Larry. Larry. That's, right. That's right. That's right. But, okay. Yeah, I mean, we I had more fun when all those guys showed up because we know I knew it was going to be close, hard, door banging, fun yeah. to race. Then like the nights I would start and get out front and just like have a half track lead. It's just not fun to me. Right. Well, that's that's wild to me because here I am thinking you took home a decent cash day for winning the national championship, but. Apparently, I was wrong. We need to look into this, though, because that's ridiculous. <laughs> a lot of people think that, and yeah, it's just that's insane. I don't know who I got to tweet at, but I'm gonna go on a I'm gonna go on a Twitter spree and be like, this doesn't make any sense. I mean, the publicity behind it was pretty cool because I mean, I've met people and talked to people. The only thing that 
kind of stunk about it all was I didn't get to go down to Charlotte for the whole awards banquet thing. Yeah, because that's COVID related. Yeah, yeah, because of COVID and stuff, which would have been awesome to get that experience and whatnot. Yeah, that'd be sick. But yeah, are they gonna do anything for you like this year or anything? No, not that I know of. I mean, yeah, yeah, that sucks. I mean, I have this huge banner. bring it in and give it to you guys <laughs> huge nascar roots one i mean it's it's huge at freestanding and everything really yeah jesus <laughs> that's sick though so it's it sounds to me like you're there are racers that like i'm not trying to dog matt hirschman but matt hirschman you don't get the name big money by just racing regular races right mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like you're chasing money per se as you are just chasing a good race no i mean i, I get up and go to work every day hey, just like everybody else and I don't. I don't have a ton of money. Right. I bust my butt for everything I have, and yeah. I mean, a lot of people think probably I have everything handed to me and whatnot, and it's not like that. I mean, I have got one guy that's helping me out big time right now, and uh, he just built me a brand new car and whatnot. Whoa, are we but, getting a drop right now? Yeah. Do Hold people, on. Do people on. know this? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. We'll take two seconds to hear from one of our sponsors. Oh, okay. Good call. For the love of, why won't you start? Lawn care got you down? Equipment never wants to start? Not enough time to visit the racetrack? Let the professionals at Belanger Lawn Care solve your problem. We offer full yard care services from weed trimming, mowing, mulching, fertilizing, and more. Belanger Lawn Care, servicing the greater Claremont and surrounding areas. Give us a call today at 603-542-6945. You can also visit us on the web at belangerlawncare.com. But we're getting a, we're getting a drop here on the turn four. Do people know about this new car yet? Yeah, I think quite a few people know about <sighs> it. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Well, I don't know about it, yeah. so it's news to me. Yeah. Explain what are we doing? So uh, Jeremy Davis built us a brand new Camaro this winter. Okay. Um, so that car is almost ready to hit That's the track. That's exciting. It's getting close. Now, brand new from front bumper to rear bumper, oh, new yeah. motor, new tranny, like pretty yeah. much the whole nine yards. That car has everything's brand new in it. Really? Yeah. Every nut and bolt. Well, it's wild because Weasel broke last week that he got a, he has a new car. Yeah. So you're telling me you and Weasel both have new cars? Oh, yeah. Ah, so yeah. we're going to see some good racing. Then. There's a lot. And I was going to say, I think there's quite a cars. few. Really? A lot. So you've got David, you've got Chris, um, Jimmy built Brianna, a brand new um, oh, yeah. Camaro can car. I forget about yeah. that. I, yeah. I, I um, nice Jack McClay's got a brand new car. Yep. Wait, that's new? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that's the Richardson. Yep. Yeah, they just they they built it. Yeah. Um, Is Ricky's car brand new or yes, yes? I was gonna say Nate Nate sold the other. Yeah, just built Ricky one. And Ricky's is brand new. Cody Schoolcraft has has a brand brand new new one. Oh my lord, boys! We're throwing haymakers in the division this year. I might get myself in trouble for this one, but Uh I I saw Andrew Brusso earlier, and they they built a new one in there in in house. They built their own. Andrew Brusso? Yeah, they built. They just built a brand new one too. Yeah, offspring to legendary Mike Brusso. Correct, legendary man Mike Brusso. The street stock division is growing and huge. Sounds in stout. Yeah, I mean the biggest thing is you can bring the cars and you can race them anywhere pretty much right which is the nhs tra yeah thing, right? i mean you can race there and street stocks you can run pretty much anywhere in the country you're pretty much close <laughs> to anywhere i mean yeah. i don't know how much you'd have to actually change to go to like a thunder road or a white mountains or anything uh, a few things but there but yeah it's not it's not terrible if you truly wanted to do it for a weekend i don't think it would be that terrible to no. change the car over i guess in my head out in my head i always imagine mods being the funnest thing to drive but it sounds like you're you're not of that mindset so the mods are real finicky 
and you have to be so smooth with them okay whereas a street stock it's a lot more on the driver and a lot less on the setup okay you, i mean you have to get the setup in the ballpark but you also have to drive them right and that's Fair. that's where it takes it. i mean street stock in my opinion is the most fun i've ever had in a car really yeah you can get the thing sideways you can wheel them out of it and just keep on racing man blowing my mind right now which again like we just said that division is oh yeah pull that up absolutely. we went over this before you i was got gonna say here. we were just going over this just before you got here greenslade we were like that's gonna be a stout division this year um are you nervous about anybody no it's gonna be fun that a boy yeah so again you got hagar you don't get nervous is hagar's car brand new then too or t yeah, it? yeah so, so hagar so hagar has a brand new uh, <laughs> brand new davis chassis works car too Yo, so hagar is a wheel by the yeah, way brianna he's fun yeah we, he's fun to watch weasel's got race. a brand new one you jack cody again andrew again sorry andrew if you're listening and i wasn't supposed to break that Come news punch but i him in the face <laughs> yeah. send your brother <laughs> oh, oh yeah wolf dude you're yeah, on yeah i was gonna say ever um and i guess i'm assuming larry's got to be driving the red car right yeah i think that's I think what that's, the, that's what the rumor yeah. was again cody schoolcraft's got a brand new car is janofsky's car brand new or do you buy that used so i think it's a used car but i believe that's going to be i was gonna completely say no redone. yeah i was gonna say yeah. tyler's stuff has never been lacking i've been by seeing pictures of it and stuff the polish prince yeah uh, yeah i think his brother does a little podcast thing there where he shows really? perfect shows pictures and videos on it that's so awesome nice. yeah. and then again you got jimmy and jeremy who are going to share their ride so they'll be they'll be just fine um obviously i'll be over it whether that's a brand new car the same one from last year that uh, one's i can't divulge it yeah. i've seen the cars so and that's fine in the shop down at renfrews so yeah. Any, anything he drives drives isn't gonna yeah. be it's not garbage by any means what did jimmy say he could drive the wonder bread truck and it would fly <laughs> or whatever that was and again he's a good he's a good wheel man um is matt lashway related to donnie i believe that's donnie's son is it yeah so he signed up again chris emerson he's usually pretty decent um a couple names i don't recognize and that's not a knock against those guys it's just guys that i've never seen on the How asphalt many side cars is that yikes hopefully all these all these drivers run weekly because if that's, that's okay. 25 again that's 25 but that's counting jeremy and jimmy as one obviously because it is just one car but that's 25 guys that so are signed anybody, up right now if anybody shows up outside of the roster they'll, we'd be sending guys home there'll be more than that yeah so we're gonna be I, sending I mean, cars home some of those guys aren't gonna be there weekly right like an albio it's uh, probably yeah, not gonna be there you know <laughs> all right uh, oh, you, <laughs> listen i feel like you know a lot of information uh, about like Alabama. travis hollands he runs lee mainly yeah Hudson he's at at Milford. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, so we could have to earn our right to race this year. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. I love it. It's going to be great for the fans. Hey. They aren't going to want to miss it. That's yeah, I was going to say, yeah. that's probably going to honestly be, <laughs> you're going to want to go to the hot dog stand at another point in time during that show. That's a fact. Um, so, again, so obviously you win the national championship this past year. You won the championship at Claremont. You won the championship at Monadnock. No, last year we won the claremont championship the national championship and we won the, the belt the four race okay. belt series okay so explain the belt point system to me so that's just four races one race at each track and whoever accumulates most points for it wins the championship is it the most points or is it if you finish first you get one point and then it's the least amount of points no, no. it's a, it's the same type of point system as a regular night okay yeah but you also—it's also a thousand dollars to win, so you have twenty plus cars showing up. What's normal payout? So last year was three hundred to win. Um, Parks had quite a few nights where it was five hundred to win. 
just because the car count warranted it. Yeah. I know this year you structured it, so over a certain amount of cars, it's 500 to win. So there's some decent money up for yeah. grabs. I mean, $500 pays for a set of tires. All right. That's better than getting $0 for winning a national championship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. Well, that's sick. You got to be you got to be stoked for this coming year then. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be, I mean, it is what it is. We're just going to go out and have fun. Whatever right. happens, happens. I mean, Listen, we, when we had Parksy on, he said he'd give somebody a hundred dollar weight break if they had an open trailer. Hundred pound weight break. Hundred, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Hundred pound weight break. <laughs> Rolling in with an open trailer. I don't think he wants to do that. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> ah, that's too bad. I think I would, he'll come back on that one. <laughs> I would love to see open trailer. Yes, yeah, so sick. So here you go. So Division Two. So street stocks. Oh, seventeen. It up. Okay. Seventeen cars and under, three hundred bucks to win. Eighteen cars and over is five hundred dollars to win. Five hundred dollars to win, three hundred dollars for second, two fifty for third. So that's really not a bad payout for no, that, if you get eighteen, good. nineteen cars I or mean, more. Yeah, after your initial cost with the street stock, the rest of it, I mean, it kind of pays for itself during the year unless you completely break stuff like a motor or whatever. Which nowadays, if you have a great motor, you're probably not going to break them that easily. Right. Because again, they tell you right from the get go, right? Like it's only supposed to turn this many RPMs. You really shouldn't turn it over. Yeah, blah, you blah, don't. Blah. Yeah, you don't want to turn those things up. Yeah. All right. So, so what's what's your goal for this year? Like, are you running? Is your plan right now? I know you guys are going out to have fun. Are you planning on chasing a, just a track championship and the belt championship to kind of defend yourself, or what's the thought process sitting here in March at this point? So we're going to run Claremont full time. Yeah. Um, we're going to run Hudson full time. I'm going to say so that rumor's true. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then we'll run the belt, and then we got a few other races like uh, Renfrew has a five thousand dollar to win street stock race at White Mountains. We're going to run that one. Jesus. When is that? That is championship weekend of Claremont. Claremont run Friday night championship. Mm. That race is Saturday. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, White, White Mountains run Saturdays usually. And then Sunday is Hudson championship. So we're going to run all three nights, or that's the plan. That's a long weekend. Whoa. That yeah. sounds like a pretty expensive weekend as well. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're winning championships. Now, the reason for Hudson is, is it Tony? Because he's down from that way? Or? Yeah, so um, the guy that built the new car for me, Tony Quadros, he lives like 10 minutes from Hudson. Yep. Um, and I fell in love with that place. Does he own a car dealership? Uh, so his brother-in-law owns LFOD Motorsport. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. Got you. Yeah. But I fell in love with that place the first time I raced it. It's fun. It's tiny. And there's no grip, and it's rough. So you're sideways just wheeling the heck out of the thing the whole time. That's the one where the pit area is like you can fit like two boxes of raisins in a car. Not right? even, well, yeah, Ben's, and believe it or not, Ben's opened it up quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. I saw it's, a picture of it. It's like the whole thing from like a drone yeah, shot. Yeah. It's actually like, not that. Yeah. Because, again, we'll give a little shameless plug, but they're part of this whole deal with the weekly series. Is that what that whole deal is? The Yeah. I'm probably but butchering the sponsor, but there's some sponsor for NASCAR that's putting out some ungodly amount of money. Yeah, advanced Auto Parts. Advanced Auto Parts. Yeah. There it is. So um, you can get online and vote up to like three times a day for a racetrack, your home track, to get a makeover basically paid from 
NASCAR yeah. and stuff. So um, get on there and vote for Hudson. Hudson, Hudson. I think it's I'm like in. Hudson. It's up. It's fifty thousand dollars yeah. for upgrades at the track. I'm in. Yeah, Hudson. Yeah. I think the next closest one was like Seekonk or something, wasn't it? Seekonk yeah. and then yeah. Riverhead or something like that. So there's only a couple of them up in this neck of the woods, but yeah, Hudson's one of them. So it'd be kind of cool to see that hell. Fifty k. That's yeah. That can so do Ben's, decent. Ben's putting in more parking down at Hudson because he had like zero parking, and he f- he is fighting with the town down there. Like there's con- a shock constantly. I mean. He had told me the other day, like, they want him to put, like, flower pots in the middle of his pit area. He's like, how can I do that? What? Yeah, because it, it wasn't... Aesthetically it, pleasing? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a racetrack. You, t- yeah. you took away grass, so you got to give <laughs> yeah. us back something. But, uh, yeah, Ben's done a wicked nice job down there. I mean, that place is unbelievable. That's the it's most... fun. If you've never been there... I've never, I've never been. Yeah. You've been to Hudson, right? I went... I've been... When I went, it was prior to Ben owning it. Right. It was the previous owner that owned it, which I believe was part of that Weber crew. Yeah. I think Bobby yeah. Sr. owned part of it or whatever. It was, there was holes in the catch fence from the rust. The <laughs> backstretch was separated from the river and the swamp back there was tires. And people would end up over the top of the tire barrier. And into that and swampy into the swamp river area. Pond. Oh, yeah. Um, Yikes. Like I said, that was my story of the guy in the four-cylinder that took his girlfriend's street car out and raced oh, yeah. for points one night because he blew up his race car. It was, in, in a, in, for a lack of a better term, it was the Redneck Palace back then, basically. That's oh, what yeah. it was. Um, yeah, it, it was the place where Rednecks went to go race, and that's what it was. And again, it's not anymore because, again, Ben has dumped a ton of money into it, that place. It was, it was the Wild West. You could pretty much show up and run whatever you wanted to run. And they used to run. They used to run spectator drags like once a month out there. And he, I like he still does it. Does he do that oh, still? Yeah. Does he do the flagpole race too? Uh, I believe he does that like once or twice. Yeah. How is a flagpole? So you put race? a you put a gigantic tractor tire in the middle of the front stretch, and when you come around, you got to go around it and then go keep going. So you got to do a lap around the tire, which is usually at the flag stand, and then you continue on with your lap, and it's like a five lap race. Okay. It's. I guess that. That doesn't register in my so brain. Is last the, year, he had, for intermissions, so instead of the track just being dormant and nothing happened in intermissions, he had drift cars down there drifting all the way around the track, like smoke just billowing off the tires. I can get down with that. It, it was it was pretty cool to watch. <laughs> Lay down some extra rubber, a little yeah, bit more yeah. grip right there. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Parksy, what are we doing? <laughs> instead of listening to thunderstruck by acdc <laughs> we need to get some drift cars down there that's what i want go buy one want we'll, we'll put you out there dude nobody needs that in their life i would watch once no <laughs> no you wouldn't um so again so you said you're gonna run claremont full-time chase the belt races you're gonna chase that five grand to win race hudson any other plans thunder road anything like that uh, i think we're gonna run the honey badger race at thunder again road and yep. stuff yeah i think we have like I want to say it's upwards of over 40 races we're going to try to do this year. Which, again, just between the two tracks of Hudson and Claremont, you could pretty much fill that out anyways. Yeah. How much – this is just me just going off cuff here. I always wanted to know when – when does spending money on a race car like what's the cutoff you know what i mean like i thought about this because you race for that national championship like if is there a point where you're going i'm spending this much money on the car the return on my investment isn't granted you're not ever going to get rich but like you made the switch from a mod at some Mm -hmm. point i'm assuming that some of that was financial right oh yeah huge at at what at what point though do you look and you're like okay 
this has got to because you took that year off again this is me just mm-hmm. assuming I don't know is some of that financial no I mean that year it was just me and my wife wanted to do some other stuff and travel and do a okay. couple of cruises and whatnot, and so that's pretty much why we took that year off just to have just to get stuff done around the house. I mean, gotcha. She still hounds me about it. She wants me to take another year <laughs> off to get stuff done. So if she if she listens to this, I think a baby is going to be in the talks here pretty quick. Oh boy, uh, I'll help her out a little bit. I'll get myself in trouble. Help yeah. her out a little bit. Yikes! Don't do that. That's Don't always that in the talks. <laughs> I was going to say, anytime you see her in the pit air, it's yeah. always in the talks. Yeah. Yikes! <laughs> so there's no there's no real like there's no real point over like. 20 grand's tech, too much, yeah, 15 I mean? grand's like, too much. No uh, I mean, my bills need to be paid first, and then if I have money left, that's what I go racing with. I mean. Really? So you're not trying to... Because I've, st- I've heard horror stories of some guys just spending the rent check on the race car, and it never yeah. ends up well. No, I need a roof over my head to live. <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> and my wife would kill me. Well, <laughs> I've been there. I dropped yeah. 200 bucks on beer sometimes. She's like, you're doing what? And I'm like, yeah, man. That's, that's nothing. That's yeah. like, what, a tire and a half? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's Yeah, it's $500 a set. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yikes. You get one and a half tires for that. The amount yeah. of beer you drink or go buy don't on a weekend. D- don't tell Tyler that. He's going to be hitting me up for tire sponsorship <laughs> or something. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Well, anyways, man, I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked to watch that class. I'm stoked to see you battle. Let's it, be honest. It's going to be a battle this year. But let's yeah. be honest. If we're talking about that class, we're talking about Dave. You're he's you're always in the discussion of who's going to win. It's either Dave, Weasel. When Albie's there. Yeah, Albie. Albie yeah, I mean, J- Albie's Jimmy Renfro. Jimmy's going to be up there a few times this year. Jimmy Very and Jeremy true. get their car straight. Yeah. They'll be in the conversation. Ricky Bly will be in the conversation. Oh, yeah. oh I f- keep forgetting that Ricky has and, a car. And again, so right if Jack gets that thing figured out, Jack's not a bad wheel man either. The one you're going to have to watch for this year that's going to win a couple races is Cody Schoolcraft. Really? Yeah. He did come on pretty strong at the end of the year there. Yeah, and he had a metric car. He's switched over to the Camaro, and he has Nate Kelly helping him. He's going to be strong. He's going to be real strong. So that's a dark horse. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have a ton of racing experience, and what he shows on the track with what he has for experience, he's going to be good. He's going to be real good. Really? I can't wait to archive this and watch Schoolcraft just start rattle rattle off five wins. It's going to be like Dave told us all. I, I think this year, if somebody wins three or four races it's going to be a feat really i really do i think that division's gonna be so close i don't i don't think i, you, I'd I don't have to agree with you there anybody win 11 races really 12 races yeah 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 i'm i'm psyched i'm ready i'm ready i mean last year with the short season i won 13 races over four tracks i mean i only won a three of the four tracks there which one didn't you win at lee lee i lost power steering with 20 laps to go in the feature that will do you no good yeah, I finished fifth still, but yeah. my arms are ready to fall. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially going around yeah. Lee. Yeah, and last year going back to Thunder Road, since, it was the first time since 2009, so it had been 10 years, 11, yeah. 11 years. Yeah. And I podiumed up there, and it was like, that was that was kind of surreal for me because that's where I got started. Do you think yeah. Do you think you have, like, something, whatever it is, do you think you have it? As far as driving a race car is concerned, no, you don't think you have it. I, Come my, on, my guys make me look good. I mean, I got old school guys like Rocky Branch helping me. I mean, whoa, the guy's been around forever. I was gonna say that's a name I have not heard. In he long knows time. how to turn a wrench and he knows how to make a car go. So they're just <laughs> sticking you in the seat and you just happen to be the guy that gets interviewed at the end of the night. They make it easy for me. 
you are as humble as I think I've ever met anybody. Yeah. Because if that's me and I'm winning the national championship, I'm walking around <laughs> with two straps, two strap belts on my shoulders. He's got a belt. Year. He's got a championship belt. Wait, I thought you got a trophy. From the belt races. From, from that's the why belt. they call it a belt it's race. An actual it's belt. an actual yeah. belt. So, so it's actual like a, it's a. Um, Dave, why did you not wear that over here? <laughs> I, I almost you dropped it. Have. So it's actual oh, like man. the same company that makes the WWE ones make this. What, I, oh my God, that thing's sick. I wasn't lying to you. He's got a belt. Is that like hanging up in the shop? No, it's in the house. I love it. I, I just got it last week. It's right weekend. above his bed. They're having, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They were it's having, on the headboard. They were having trouble getting them made, so yeah. they uh, they finally got them last weekend, and I met Ben and grabbed it last weekend from him. But <laughs> That's his, sick. His poor wife has to look at that when she crawls into bed. It's it's hung right yeah. above the mantle, right above the headboard. Just <laughs> I'd have done it, too. <laughs> I told her I was going to put her right above the fireplace on the mantle, but she, she didn't like that. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> she makes me keep almost all my trophies out in the out in the garage. So. Oh, I heard a little tidbit, actually, before we end this. I heard a little tidbit. We got you, plenty of time. Do you give your trophies away? So, yeah, pretty much. I mean, almost all my trophies. I keep all my wins. Just sentimental value. I throw them on the shelf. But okay. anytime a kid comes over to my shop or something, I'll grab a trophy off the shelf and give it to him. Really? Yeah. We've got one upstairs. Do you, keep yeah. the, do you keep the placard or anything? Or do you, nope. you leave it right on there. All away. You just give them away. Yeah, he was out at Jimmy's one night getting parts, and I think it was Ryan went up to him and said hi or whatever, and he's like, hang on a second. Reached in the back of his yeah. truck, handed him one. Just walk pulled away. out yeah. What a power move. Yeah. <laughs> Hold so, on, youngin. Let me sign my you, first place trophy you. got to keep the kids in, involved in it, and you got to give yeah. them something to do. I mean, it's it's... Amy Jacox's son Bristol he's he's awesome little kid he loves racing yeah I, I made sure I found him one of the last races last year in the grandstands and gave him a trophy really yeah you probably made that kid's year oh yeah I mean that's what it's about Weasel does the same thing Weasel finds kids and he'll just hand it Weasel hands his trophies out oh yeah Chris I want to say I've been friends with you for a long time I've never once gotten a trophy <laughs> he, he wants one he yeah. wants one this year no that's awesome though yeah. uh, last year I think at Monadnock it was Chris Buffone Tommy O'Sullivan and me all finished in the top three we all went up into the stands and all gave our trophies away yeah now you're blowing my mind. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to keep the younger generation involved in it or we aren't going to have anything in the future. Yeah. We've had that discussion, I feel like, a few times of, like, what we can do to try to keep people going. But you, you're probably that kid's hero now. I don't even want to be their hero. I just want to keep them involved in the sport. He gives that trophy away, and that kid talks his mom or dad into coming the following week just because he got a trophy. Yeah, well, he's it a Dave Greenslitz fan for the rest of his life. 100%. Clever. I like yeah. it. So we'll That's take good. a we'll take a quick break for one more sponsor. Apex Racing, located at 972 West Swansea Road in Swansea, New Hampshire, will be opening at the beginning of April. Keep them in mind when the time comes for all your parts and accessory needs for your upcoming race season. Need help setting up and maintaining your car? Their in-house staff will be there to help you out with those needs as well. Last but not least, they will have the NHS TR8 modified rides available for rent on a weekly basis. Apex Racing, Swansea, New Hampshire. Look in the upcoming weeks for their Facebook page and the grand opening. We'll touch back on one other thing. So I know a bunch of guys um, I run with, like Corey Casagrande and those guys on a Thursday night, just because it's easier for me. Um, so Sunday night still? Yeah, yeah. You run i racing for a bunch of the guys in this area. Uh, how did that all get started? We just a bunch of us got together and decided to create a league, Northeast Racers, and just 
get on there and have some fun in the off season usually we do it from like december till about this time of year last weekend we ended up finishing the season we were doing but yeah we just get on there and run a bunch of different tracks and have fun and it's a bunch of guys from around here too oh, right yeah yeah i mean we were at the point at one point where we had like 70 people in that 70 people and they were all new england people really yeah yeah wait you can't i was in it at one point but it was a little difficult to make the sunday night so i had to kind of drop out but how do you do that with 70 people not everybody was showing well i mean you had quite a few there where it was quite a few people but this past season we ended up running wednesday nights we would run one and then sundays we'd run another so wednesday nights we'd had the have the The hacks so like me i would have been on wednesday nights it it was the guys that didn't have as much experience and then sundays you'd have people like renfrew and those type of people in it okay so it it and everything we do like live broadcast too um tony ended up paying a company to broadcast them wait so you so you like live stream the race yeah, you can go on like commentary? youtube or oh, facebook yeah. or whatever yeah, you got announcers and stuff yeah like they have access to move all the cameras and everything so they could focus on wherever they wanted to focus and whatnot and yeah that's sick yeah it's 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 the for the guys that do it well as far as i racing goes they'd be like comparable to like a fox or espn or whoever i race for i racing it yeah so yeah i mean it was good we had we had nights last year where we'd have 35 40 people show up in a night and (laughs) on there and we'd only start 25 so you had to make it or you just didn't get to race you didn't get to race (laughs) <laughs> on a computer imagine yes. how humbling that is yeah that's gotta be a <laughs> tough pill yeah. to swallow yeah see especially it, i've seen it, it wasn't that i was busy yeah no. <laughs> but i've seen some people who have a lot of money tied up into those those rigs and i feel like ask david gins <laughs> well you got an expensive rig he's got yeah. a, he's <laughs> so I, I was gonna say let him discuss his rig before okay. you pick on mine okay. i took a old mini sprint chassis stop it dead serious and i kind of cut it apart and welded some stuff here and welded some stuff there and now you sit in it with triple screens hold on so you have a roll cage oh yeah race seat race seat triple monitors yep so you're literally sitting in it (laughs) and you're looking out like you look left and right and you can see like out your windows (laughs) <laughs> so okay. before you before you All pick right, on me on. for my setup next to me my two by four plywood setup is nothing that's insane that's crazy so you just one day was like i wonder how sick you'd be to run triple monitors inside a roll cage and you just did that so what we <laughs> this is all, i built this one i had just the two by four one right so i built this one during the whole covid thing when all covid started last year right and just was bored the race car was done so we decided to build it i feel like this is going to be the greatest picture i've ever seen because i thought it's not bad i thought you had a sickness no with your setup over here nothing oh my god for those that are listening i'm staring that's on your facebook right yeah this is on your facebook dave greenson on facebook go look at this thing because this is the craziest thing i've ever seen yeah i believe it's literally like when you look over you're looking basically yeah yeah see oh my it's got tinned up on the side that is sick i love that mine looks like i pulled out of a dumpster doesn't yeah, it yours looks like garbage <laughs> compared to that thing so you just one day you just got bored and you were like let me build this thing yeah oh man yeah that's that's sitting in my in my man cave room in my house that is awesome yo listen i feel like there could be worse things oh absolutely to have but that is sick yeah i feel like you should do that on the side 
Because yeah. this guy would definitely pay money <laughs> to get one of those built. Uh, I hope my wife doesn't listen to this week's one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kim, Kim would kill you. I have like $100 in that whole thing just in the sheet metal. I had everything else given to me. I mean, not the monitors and computer and wheel and stuff like but that. But the roll cage like was that. given yeah. to you, right? Yeah. It was a wrecked one? Or, uh, or yeah, just an outdated yeah, one? Yeah, so it was bent. It was one of Rick Ball's old yep. mini sprint chassis. So you just one day had the idea of like, I wonder what triple monitors would look like inside of a roll cage. Yeah, pretty much. And you just set it up. Yeah. There's some guys oh, out there, that's though. That's awesome. There's, uh, there's like Twitter pages and stuff for that kind of stuff. And there's a kid that did kind of the same idea. He took a... Um, legend car. Legend car, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah there's a legend the car one. Ones? Yeah, the okay. legend car chassis. He took that and did it. Um, there's a guy that did a smaller one on a smaller scale. He basically pre-bent everything out of himself. But he did the one with the actuator. So the car actually moves and tilts in the corners and forwards, backwards. What? So, so we race with a guy on there, Eric Steele, that I used to run. Uh, four cylinders with and he has like an eight thousand dollar rig like that thing moves the motion rig moves and everything yeah so if you if you hit the brakes hard the front of the like where your computer monitors are will dip down to the ground like you're actually getting on the brakes and you're leaning forward you get on the gas and it leans you back into the seat and in the banking it'll roll with you and everything else and it's it's like a legit like ride eight thousand dollars that's on the low end too for one of those and i mean he he stopped actually racing so that's what he that's what he does now well, I feel like... It's probably cheaper in the long run. Yeah, $8,000 <laughs> up front is, is yeah. cheap in the long run. That's insane. I saw... Who's an ass? Kyle Bush. Does he have one? Bush has got... Yeah. They, well, they pretty much all have them, but yeah. the one you want to look up, if you really want to see what an impressive one is like, look is up... Dave De- Greenslitz, apparently. <laughs> Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin has triple 70-inch TVs for his screens that he looks at. They're triple 70s. It's the entire motion-activated thing. The whole steering wheel, everything comes up. It clamps down over the top of him. He's got switches, everything, just like it's his real race car. Mm-hmm. So a lot of iRacing, a lot of the big guys will actually use it as a training tool. Yep. I was going to say, it would be like playing a, like pitcher's pitching into a simulate like against a simulated yeah. batter like yeah. that type of thing i get that you can feel i mean even though you're like even our rigs we're not moving but you can actually feel what the car is doing just through the steering wheel and you can feel bumps on the racetrack in oh, the yeah. steering wheel like the steering wheel will, will move in your hands if you go over a bump but when we talked to jb he said he wasn't that good because he didn't he didn't have the feel well that's because you <laughs> Because he's just a different. And I hate to say it like this. So what David and I are talking about, you feel it in your hands, Mm -hmm. is what you're feeling. Okay. JB drives from the ass of his seat. So you're gonna have to explain that one to me because I have no idea what you're talking about. The G forces and whatnot in the corner. His body's Uh, not moving. So you feel your body move when the rear end kicks out. You feel your feet move when you're too tight. That's what he doesn't have. It's just a feeling you have to know when to get back on the throttle. And okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, so my next question would be like, why does Denny Hamlin not win races? <laughs> well, <laughs> he does. I mean, he just hasn't won as many as he did at one point in time. But that's, I mean, that's a whole different conversation of technology, race teams. I mean, again, I know you're a Rowdy fan. Uh, you're a Rowdy fan too? Yeah. Dude, I love that guy. <laughs> I mean, I love that guy. There was years there where he was winning all these races, and then it's it's not that Rowdy's gotten bad. It's just every other well, team has caught up to them. You take like William Byron. He got his start from iRacing. He'd never actually even drove a car before he got on iRacing, and then that's how he got his start yeah. in racing. He Wait, raced is that the Dale Jr.? He raced against that's Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jr., which got him his spot yeah. in a late model for Jr., and then that's what got him the ride with KBM. So he went uh, from... Uh, no. Hen- uh, well, w- wasn't he in KBM's truck? 
Yeah, I think he yep. ran a couple, yeah. So he went from not physically driving a car I ever. I legitimately think the first thing he ever drove in his life was Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s late model. Like, not a street oh, car. What a wild life that must like, have been. He didn't drive a Ford Focus down the road. Like, his first car was hopping behind the wheel of Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s late model. Yikes, dude. I feel like this is a whole other world that you're opening up to me. I've dabbled in the Irish. I suck, by side note. I've dabbled in that a little bit, but what you're talking about is like... There's guys that do this for a living. Oh yeah, they're they're like they have series that pay like thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars to win. Hold on, I racing? Yeah. yeah. There's a so so there's a kid from Maine, Max Cookson. Okay. He won a national championship on I racing. He won enough money to go buy a pass modified a trailer and a truck and go pass modified racing. Jesus Christ! Hold on. So you're telling me a guy that won a national championship on a video game <laughs> he got paid more than you did? Made more <laughs> money than you did winning a national championship in a car correct so again what is happening hold right on now hold on so again we'll go back to my twitter rants here if you look up kobe and bonsignor and all those guys when they went at it at one point last year when it was announced that the iros iRacing pro invitational series was going to run for a hundred grand those guys got on there and basically started bashing nascar because the wheel and modified tour wasn't even like a third of that to win a championship what is happening yeah is it just because you can get like more sponsorship? Like, is well, that like, a new wave? I think Coca Cola put up a ton of money yeah, for that yeah. iRacing deal, so they put up a good chunk of that hundred grand to pay out the winner. Where a hundred thousand dollars on a video game? Hundred percent simulator. Ah, so, yeah, it's not a game; it's a simulator. I am in the wrong <laughs> job. Oh, you got a hundred grand to do a simulator? I, but seriously, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to offend anybody by calling it a video game. But <laughs> that's my fault. <laughs> but some of these guys, in all seriousness, when they run these pro invitational series at that shot at a hundred grand, will sit there and practice four days a week, five yeah. days a week. Yeah. For, and for eight, how long? Eight, ten hours yeah. a day. Yeah. I mean, like it's their job. If you're going to for a hundred grand, I mean, how much time would you spend for a hundred grand, dude? That's more. That's triple what I make in a year so, so and, and <laughs> I'd spend all my time and then here's the other thing when all this kind of started there a year and a half ago with the NASCAR teams drafting these guys these guys are getting technical help from Stuart Haas Racing from Kyle Busch from Denny Hamlin mm -hmm. they're getting actual Neat. technical notes on iRacing on how to set up race cars I, I believe Ryan Doucette who ran some modified stuff he now is part of Keselowski yeah I think so racing how do you get there though you have like to be what? very good yeah so there's so believe it or not like david me you anybody that has an iRacing subscription can get to the point where you can race in what they call the road to pro so you run in the series you have to finish like top 20 in points which gives you the access to run a different series if you finish in top 20 you would be eligible to run for 100 grand yeah so a cool little thing is uh, Tony Quadros that just built a new car for me and become a really good friend. I met him on iRacing a few years back. I'd never met him in real life before that. Really? Yeah. And he just knew who you were, or you just like, no, he did. No, you guys yeah, they no raced, raced against each other. Yeah, That's all he, they did. He had no clue who I was. We just become really good friends. I had another friend down in Florida, James Carroll, who's number two in all of iRacing behind Ty Majeski. The whole iRacing. Well, like I know who Ty yeah, Majeski is. Yeah, Ty Majeski runs a super late model now, but he yeah. is Roush Fenway. Yeah, he used to run for Roush Fenway. He now runs for whatever truck team that he runs for. But yeah, he yeah. okay won like this. He runs like the Snowball so Derby. You're, you're friends with the guy that's second in the nation in iRacing. Yeah, 
Well, second in the world. Second, second in the world, world in the oval, world. oval yeah. racing. Yeah. Hold on. So this is a world yeah. thing. Yeah, not it's not time, time Majeski, then James Curl. Yeah. So like a couple of years ago, James came up and ran my street stock up here. Just for fun? Yeah, he came up from Florida and just, he's a young kid. He's like 23, maybe. I was going to say, I think he's way younger than I Yeah. 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 I'd, I'd never met him before, like in real life. I just met him on there and yeah. hung out with him. And I'm going to yeah. blow your mind here. Are you ready for this? <sighs> I guess so. TJ Majors? No idea who that is. Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s spotter, and now um, yeah. Joey Logano's spotter. Okay. He met Junior. Him and Junior got hooked up to to get him as his spotter through NR2003, which was the precursor to iRacing. So this was like 2004, 2005. They uh. met online racing each other, and then Junior's like, oh, man, hey, we should hook up, like hang out, blah, blah, blah. And then next thing you know, a year later, he's spotting for Dale Earnhardt Jr., I feel like I know that because when they redid, what was the track that iRacing spent a bunch of money to redo? We bought yeah, it on iRacing. North, North Wilkesboro. Because yeah. that was in the little documentary, yeah. right? Yeah, they How met each started. other on there. Yeah. Because yeah. didn't Dale Senior just give him a bunch of for being like, oh, why are you racing yeah. online? Se- senior gave him all kinds of hell for racing online when you should be working on real race cars yeah. and everything else. Yeah. yeah. Dude, now you can win $100,000. Yeah. Like, I think it was two years ago grant enfinger was racing in our league on there with us which is i mean he's a he's big, a truck guy yeah, right yeah he's real good Yo, truck you like driver. how you like how i know truck guy i normally <laughs> yeah, I know. hate trucks yeah. but i know that yeah. for some reason so yeah i mean we've i've raced with kyle larson on there i've raced with all those guys really yeah, yeah. i ran against majeski once it didn't end well for so, me so yeah. <laughs> back when i was doing it all the time we would run against majeski a lot really yeah i was on a team that had like a bunch of really good racers on there and we'd just practice all the time and whatnot and we would run against majeski and those guys all the time so are you making money on iRacing no. i need to know you're not making money on iRacing <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but could you you'd have to get in the right series yeah i mean if a lot of practice and whatnot i mean i'm decent on there but i'm not where those guys you get humbled <laughs> up real quick so right so like you run his series you win a couple races you feel like you're killing guys because you're better than everybody else around here and then you get into a field with like majeski and guys that are in majeski's kind of range and you're going a lap down the first 15 laps into a 100 lap race and it smartens you up real quick that you're so, not so they have like a points type system okay. where you have your i rating the higher your i rating the harder it's going to be in the stronger strength of field you're going to race against okay so when you first get started you're down at the bottom racing against the guys that don't have much experience but so you're telling me i you, sucked against the bad people <laughs> as you yes awesome as you climb that ladder you're racing against the time Jeskies and the james girls so that's where you're at right now and no <laughs> are you cl- at, at are one you point i was racing with those guys i mean i was top five top ten in the fields yeah but i was I wasn't beating those guys. <laughs> it all depends, too. So, right? Dude. So, like, and I don't know if David recalls this, but David, myself, and Curl were at a mod race in Martinsville at one point last year where the three of us were in the field. So, again, we ran against the number two guy, but it just so happened, I think there was only, like, 32 of us that were on that night to race, so we just happened to be enough to get into the top split. Hey, but, take it however you yeah, can get I, it. I know I didn't deserve to be in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a matter of when you get on because if you get on and there's 500 guys on there you i don't have a prayer of racing against a james curl if there's 500 guys in there because there's going right. to be at least 200 that are way better than i am right but it's just a matter of what time of day when you're running who who's on whatever so so your league that you have are you is this like going to be a thing 
in the in has my, been for a few years yeah. at this point. A few years. I think we've run it for like four years at now. least. Yeah, yeah. Because I've had it for three, and I think I was a second season, yeah. third season. Yeah. Can we watch this on like stream or something? Oh, there's a bunch of streams online. Yeah. Hey, there, tell there, everybody where where there's where. A, just look up Northeast Racers on Facebook. Okay. Uh, there's a page on there and stuff, and everything's shared on there and whatnot. So we can you just share live streams on there? It's on yeah, Facebook, yeah, YouTube, yeah, and they're all recorded. I mean, all the you can go back and watch all the races and stuff. Really? Yeah. I mean, I will say some of them are kind of a crapshoot because we had some guys this year that didn't know how to go forwards. <laughs> Was it one of them DJ? No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't run a single race this year with these yeah. guys. But there's a lot of guys on there that forget that that little pedal in the middle slows them down. But I mean, oh, we got great. we got people on there like Jeremy Davis and. Right. and trying to think i don't know if you guys know joel hodgden yep i uh, feel like i should know that name uh joel's the one out of uh is it thunder road or yeah it, yeah thunder road. he lives at crassberry R- wrong hodgden you're yeah. thinking um hodgden brother yeah, yeah. okay yeah wrong hodgden um bad. i'm trying to think of all the guys i mean a lot of the thunder road guys jimmy renfrew down here right max dolliver's on there yo uh, side note just real quick mad max one of the greatest nicknames yeah i've heard of you wait till you see him this year in a dirt modified really oh yeah see i'm not sold on the dirt modifieds is he running it on the asphalt is he actually running on the he's gonna run both yet where's he running the dirt bear 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 yeah Yeah. and then i think you ever been there i think he's got an act car too so wow he's gonna have a busy summer yeah is he so wait is he coming down to claremont yeah i think he's gonna run the dirt mod on asphalt at claremont okay yeah Listen, I'm a fan of Max Dolliver just straight up because his name is Mad Max Dolliver. I'm a fan of him just because of the mullet. He's got a mullet? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He lets the lettuce flow. That is awesome. Max, if you're listening to this, (laughs) we need a picture of the mullet on the Facebook page. I need to see it. That's awesome. So he's racing at Bear Ridge? Yeah. Have you ever dabbled in dirt? Never have. Do you want to? I racing. (laughs) Are you any good at it? I can get around and I'm, I mean, without spinning all the time. But. I can't. I tried one time. Yeah. I was like, well, I should probably yeah. get out of this before it's I fun. jack up. Depends on what you like. drive. If you drive like a late model, there it takes yeah. some finesse. If you drive the sprint cars with that big ass wing on the top of it, the dirt mods are fun. Yeah. The new ones. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. The big block ones yeah. there. Yeah. Did anybody watch? I'm getting way off topic, but yeah, did you watch any of the. They just had dirt at bristol yeah right? all the, like all the short track series it or yeah. whatever yeah anybody watching i saw some highlights i didn't yeah. get to actually sit down and watch any racing Yo. but there was some there were some serious wrecks down there so i follow this youtube channel called hunt the front those guys are out of florida mm-hmm. they went to bristol they show you like video of being on the track at bristol that looks like it's no joke man no and they took a lot of banking out of Bristol for that. Yeah. Right. They're down to 19 degrees. I yeah. watched that video earlier so, today. Yeah, I watched the video. <laughs> they had to put nine feet of dirt at the bottom of the track and a foot at the top yeah. to bring the banking down. Just so they didn't, just so those guys didn't kill themselves? It was It was going to be too much, <laughs> Yeah, is what they were saying. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, could you could you realistically imagine some of those <laughs> some of those cars, if they had that true banking there, they would have killed somebody down there. That'd be crazy. There. Well, I mean, 
we they came pretty close a couple I was, times. I was going to say, they did had they, quite a few end up in the catch Did they run runs. the sprint cars there last week? I, I, no, I don't, I don't believe they did. Because so. I would have been just crazy. No, because I think they, there's it, there's old YouTube videos. If you watch them in 01, those guys are nuts. Yeah. Like, just if throw them over your shoulder and <laughs> climb in. If you ever get a chance to go to, like, an actual, like, real sprint, woo sprint car event, do it. Where do they do those? Oh, Christ. The closest one's got to be. Yeah. Probably Albany, Saratoga, yeah. I'm guessing. What's the one in Pennsylvania? Oh, uh, what's the big uh, track? Eldora? That's no, no that's out in uh, Ohio. Um, that's where they run the w- world, world, of out- world of Outlaws. World of Outlaws. Yeah. yeah, but they are stupid. Like, they don't even really lift. They just mash the gas yeah. and just roll through. Yeah, it's it's like a NEMA car on steroids. Williams oh Grove. Yeah, Williams, Williams Grove. Grove. Yep. Yeah. I feel like. Do you have that in you where you're just not afraid? I don't. Just don't think about it. You just. That's, <laughs> so that's, that's a trick. yes. Don't think about yeah. it. Because yeah. DJ's always just like, it's not. You just have to tell yourself it's not going to be you that gets hurt. It's never going to be. you. I don't know if I have that in me. You can when you put that when that helmet goes on. It's just it's not going to happen to you. You don't realize how fast you're going per se when you're on the track because really? everybody's around you is going the same speed all right so there's your interstate yeah, yeah that's the to, same thing yeah. that chris said last week like so, you said yeah. so the fastest i've ever been is when devil's bowl was asphalt jesus me that and, place was nuts me and bruce jaycox went over there with our modifieds and tested and we were cooking i mean cooking because that's a true half mile true half mile wide with, open with progressive banking not quite wide open because the corners you gotta slow down yeah but yeah we were you're hauling the mail off into one. We were, you go white knuckle at that point? We were like one, probably 140. 140? That's what I'm guessing. Because I'm pretty sure the dirt mods hit close to that over there. I was going to say, what do, you, what do you think those street stocks and stuff are hitting at the end of the front straightaway at Loudoun? Okay, well, yeah, but that's a slightly different, dude. Loudoun is a, it's a mile track, isn't yeah. it? But listen, third mile to half mile is a huge jump. How fast are you going at Claremont? Just out of curiosity. 75 80 probably probably. even that dude how do you have time to get up to that speed i feel like it's not that big you just keep rolling you You keep the momentum up yeah you got it's a momentum game do you break oh yeah you must right yeah like hard you have to uh or you feather you feather guy you got to get onto it a little bit getting in but yeah you gotta you gotta at least set the nose down right I feel like there are some people over there that did not know, did not set the nose down. But so you don't, so you're not a wide. It's not a wide open thing. You got. Oh, no. I don't think there's any yeah. track in New England left that's. What about Monadnock? Monadnock's banking isn't isn't steep enough to carry you through. No, you you have to. You don't use as much brake. Like even Thunder Road, you use a little bit of brake. Really. And that one's banked. Banked. Interesting. Crawl up man. this concrete wall right here. <laughs> I've got to. I got to get more educated because I sound like an idiot. Talk. That's all right. Because right, here I am thinking that you guys are going like 60, 50. No. Tops. Yeah. Dude, dude. I in that four-cylinder that I had that was a 1.5 liter, I was hitting 55, 58 at the end of the front stretch. You at no point hit 55 <laughs> I'm in tellin- that car. I'm maybe getting pushed by Zach Lynn, maybe you hit 55. I'm telling the fast guys in the pure stocks are doing 65 miles an hour at the end of the front stretch, yeah. I bet. If not, better. I don't think that car could physically reach 55 miles an hour. <laughs> it could. Seriously, when not. Uh, Next time you stop at Jimmy's, ask him what he he was turning for speeds in that um, white sure. enduro car. The one with the wing on it. Yeah, the winged warrior. Yeah, the white the white winged warrior. Ask him what he was What's hitting your for take speeds on those things on enduro racing. Love it, hate it. The uh, enduro racing I in general. Mind it. I like watching it. You like watching it? Yeah. You don't think like some of them are like eh, maybe we're dancing <laughs> with the devil a little bit? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> some of those guys probably are. <laughs> There's a few of them probably have a few loose loose screws upstairs. Yeah. But, <laughs> But that's you, the excitement uh, part. Yeah, I mean, 
you want to see a good enduro go up to thunder road when they start 200 of them the m&m beverage enduro they usually start over 100 cars and it's a 200 lap event 200 but see this is my point we've and we had this discussion with parks too much I feel like that's too much. No. It's perfect if you <laughs> go there. You're had no way. So no what, such when thing. the front of the field catches the back of the field and they're three wide and the back of the field hasn't started moving yet, it gets exciting. And that's the night that you don't go up and cover the rescue truck. That's not a night you go work on a race car. That's the night you go sit on Bud Hill and you hope you have a sober driver to bring you home because it is a riot. Oh, yeah. There'll be five of them on the roof before it's done. Is that like a, is that a special weekend that they do that? Oh, yeah. It is. It's like a Sunday night. God, we're going to have to go. Hold on. I'll tell you exactly when it is. It is. You have it in the calendar. It should be either. It's probably Sunday, August 1st. It's usually the first Sunday in August. 200 cars. There's 200 people crazy enough to be like, yeah, for sure, man. Let's go do this. And up there, they make you have a cage in your car. They inspect the cars before they can even go in, in the back gate. Okay. You have to have at least a four-point cage with an X in the door and all that stuff. Well, that makes me feel a little yeah. bit better. Gotcha. And we're not just running jalopies. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Hey, look at that. August 1st. <laughs> is in your... Nah, in your I just pulled up the Thunder Road. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. So, all right. So, we have one more segment left. Let's do it. So, what is your Zulo Fab bonehead move of your career? One move that you wish you hadn't have made. Come out of four, four side, side by side, side to take the checker, checker flag. flag. Oh, oh my God, God. Can, can you believe the, the move, move that, that guy, guy just pulled? pulled what a bonehead! It's the Zulo Fabrication Bonehead, bonehead. bonehead. Move of the Week. This is this is a Jimmy thing. Jimmy wants Jimmy to know wants everybody wants bonehead moves. The good news is once racing starts, we're gonna pick. Yeah. So we're gonna pick who the bonehead of the week was. Yeah. I'm sure mm. Jimmy could come up with <laughs> <laughs> We could probably call Chris. We could probably call Tatro. True. Oh yeah. <laughs> Downey. There's enough of them. I mean, actually probably the biggest bonehead move I ever had was trying to think I could race modifieds. Like, <laughs> really? Like money wise. Oh, money-wise. I don't have that kind of money to race those things. <laughs> I mean, I had no business trying to race one of those. I mean, but it was fun. Right? I was halfway competitive in it, but it, yeah, I just... It, just got into. I should have never even done it. <laughs> Did you like one day look down and be like, "What the hell am I doing?" Pretty much, really. Yeah. And that was probably a couple times. Five. And that's when I sold everything. <laughs> See, that was that was that was like kind of what I was trying to get at. It's like, man, at one day you got to look down and just be like, "Dude, I'm hemorrhaging money." Oh, like, yeah. I think that's what Joey said, right? If you run yeah. a mod, you're basically hemorrhaging money every week. Oh yep. yeah, it's it, yeah. And if you're not running up front for big money, which it doesn't sound like modifieds pay that much better no. than anything else not considering what you have into them exactly because yeah. if you go to race for money you're going up against guys like matt hirschman and willis and all of those guys yeah you guys should get brian roby on here talk to him about how much he spends on modified he just went down racing. to new smyrna right yeah, yeah, yeah he actually he was your division one new hampshire champion yep he yep. won he won how much new, did he get nothing no, the, uh, uh, he got a suit, right? I think he gets you, a suit. I think he won, and you win each track and whatnot. Yeah. I, th- I think he did win some money on that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he won the championship last year at Claremont, Monadnock, and Hudson. He won three championships. Yeah, in a modified, and, and won the state championship for Division and, One. And if you've never talked to Brian, Brian's the most humble person on, in the world. Hey, Brian Roby, you never met me, but my name's Zach, and I would like to interview <laughs> you on the Turn Four Podcast if you're listening to this. Three championships. Yeah. 
Yeah, for a guy who what, five years ago had never been yeah. behind the wheel of a race car. He'd never raced before. Shut up. Five years ago, this yep. guy had never turned a lap in a car. Yeah. And he's just we just ripped off three championships. Uh, he's he's good. He's the most humble person. You can go up and talk to him anywhere, anytime, and he'd talk to you for as long as you wanted to. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, seriously. I like, feel like that's the it. For, that's what I'm talking about. Like, mm-hmm. the it. If you have it, you have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> I had fun. (laughs) Yeah, dude, to be fair, that four-cylinder we had was a blast. But three championships. Yeah. We have, I feel like we have to now. We got to make it happen. I don't know how to get a hold of them, but Facebook. Uh, let me say I'm excited. I know, I, I know, I've been, you and Chris are whatever you are. I don't know if if that's the rivalry or whatever. It sounds like you and Chris are friendly. Yeah, I mean, me and, me and Chris have been friends over the years and last year racing stuff. I mean, it, well, it's hard to be friends with a guy yeah, you're trying to beat. Yeah, I mean, it, it got hard between us, but I mean, I would do anything for those guys and I think if push came to shove, I They'd would hope the they same. would do the same. So. I, I think so but, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm stoked, dude, because I, as a fan, love good racing. And it sounds like with your new car, Chris's new car, Cody's new car, all those new cars, Jackson's car, Jack's new car, it sounds like that is going to be the division to watch. Yeah. And I'm, st- and I'm stoked for it, man. I hope that people listen to this and they go, all these people are getting new cars and I hope they get as excited as I am. So I'm yeah. stoked, dude. I'm, I'm hoping that uh, a lot more fans will start coming out to Claremont and watching the show. And yeah. Claremont, I mean, Hudson, Monadnock, Lee, all of them, yeah. they all have real good racing. So wherever you are, support your local short tracker. These things are going to die. Yeah, I mean, that's, I'm that's the biggest of. thing. We need, need everybody in the seats to yeah. help these tracks keep going. For sure. I'm thinking about talking to Parksy. I coach here at the, the high school and I want to be like, hey, cut me like a bulk price to get these guys to the race. Some of those kids, I would guarantee you, didn't even know that there was a racetrack in town. Well, in Claremont, that's one of the biggest things. You can walk through town and ask somebody where the racetrack, there's a racetrack in town. Yeah. Like, you Which is you wild. It's been here forever. You don't yeah. hear it on Friday nights at yeah. 9 o'clock? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I can sit down on my deck and hear Toby's voice yeah. over the over the PA system. I'm telling you, the worst night I had last year out of the entire year was when we sat on the deck here, and we're a mile away, oh, you know, yeah. by the crow flying. Mm-hmm. We were a mile, mile and a half away. We were watching it on Speed 51 the night of either the mod race. I think it was, it was the, the mod, mod race. race. Yeah. And we knew there was a caution coming before it was on the TV because everything would quiet right down. You're like, man, this sucks. Yeah. Hearing them and not being able to go. <laughs> and part of that was my fault and my whole living situation did not. <laughs> yeah, we'll blame Zach for that Yeah, one. <laughs> we, we can, I'll take that one on the chin. It did not uh, coincide with going to racetracks at the time. But so, knock on wood, everything's straight now and we'll be there Ready to roll. Yeah. All the all the way through. Now, I, listen, if Weasel... He's running in first, and you're running in second. Don't be afraid to put the horns. <laughs> Start the drama already. Yeah. Here we go. Start it early. Hey, I, I might give the horn to him a little bit. <laughs> I love it. I'm not going to wreck him. No, no, no. Any, no, uh, no and, sense in destroying And I Paris. would expect him to do the same. I mean, oh. He's behind me. I know I'm getting <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anybody you want to thank before we sign off, dude? Uh, thank everybody for listening to this. Thank you guys for having us. And, uh, I mean... I, all my sponsors for helping me out over the years. Who are they? Uh, Vermont Cabinetry. R&R That's a big Pro- one, right? Yeah, r and Public Wholesalers, Backwoods Trophy Outfitters, LFOD Motorsports, 360 Design Lab. Nate Kelly. Yeah. 
uh there's so many yeah <laughs> right it's always a good thing yeah so yeah cool. it can't hurt davis chassis works i can't forget <laughs> yeah i was gonna oh, say yeah. don't forget the new car <laughs> very true rocky branch auto i mean i got a lot of a lot of people is rocky gonna be with you this year at oh the yeah track? yeah rocky oh god i can't he's, wait he's great yeah we need to i feel like we need to get him on at some That's point fine. see yeah. if he'll figure it out i just actually just signed um a contract with atlas fireworks oh yeah really down yeah. in jaffrey yeah, yeah. yeah. nice yeah. sick yeah. yeah well that's tight cool i'm gonna contradict contradict you a little bit here uh so thanks for listening to episode eight i gotta give a little shout out to uh lightning larry chassis over in a for purchasing a new headset for us uh thank you guys and thanks for listening